0: Hi, folks, and thank you so much for logging on and listening to episode number two of the Old Man Treasures.net conversation series. My name is Joel Fry, and we have a very special guest today who we'll be getting to in just a second. Uh, first off, want to thank you for listening to the first podcast where we interviewed Timmy Williams of The Whitest Kids You Know. If you haven't had a chance, I implore you, go over and listen to that. Timmy is wonderful, insightful, very funny guy, uh, just a really fun person to talk to, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, Quick housekeeping, uh, the podcast is not terribly old, but we do have our first live show coming up. It is a live stand-up comedy show, going to be at the Vaudeville Muse. On March 19th at 9 p.m., we are working on all the details of the show. We hope to have it to be free, um, but you can check out uh, vaudevillemuse.com for more information on it in the future, as well as our website here, oldmantreasures.net. So log in, uh, check back frequently, and you'll have some information about that show. And again, that is a stand-up show, a live show, uh, talking about the podcast those of us who are on it are going to be in the show. Uh, it's at the Vaudeville Muse, March 19th at 9 p.m. and more details to come. My guest today is going to be Bob Zaney. Uh, if you are a listener of the Bob and Tom show of any frequency over the last 25 years. You have heard Bob on there giving the Zany Report. He is also a prolific stand-up comic with 39 years of comedy experience. Very funny guy. Very smart. And just an easy to listen. Absolutely uh, awesome. His stories and just the kind of people that he has worked with in the past. He was in the movie The Informant with Matt Damon. He discusses that a little bit. As well as a few other movies he's done and a few other people that he has worked with. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Without any further ado, here is the one, the only, the Bob and Tom favorite, Bob Zany. My guest today is an accomplished stand-up comic with more than 20 years under his belt. You can hear him on the popular Bob and Tom radio show uh, where he does his famous Zany report. Uh, He's also got a film career in the movie The Informant with Matt Damon. You can catch him at the Talent Factory in Nevada, Iowa on January 29th. The Is That Your Caucus, or Are You Just Glad to See Me show? He's also in Mason City on January 30th. Bob Zaney is on the line with me. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing great, y'all. Thank you. It's, actually, this is my
1: 39th year in show business. I started out when I was 15 on the Gong Show in 1977.
0: How'd that go on the Gong Show? Well, I was pulled off stage
1: by a man dressed like a nun with a big net, so it went very well.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a check. I got a check from Astra for $125.98, and a waffle iron, though my parents were very disappointed we were a pancake
0: family. (laughs) You should have tried. That was my introduction to the show,
1: but I can make money at this. It was that or house painting, which was a skill my father taught me.
0: Well, you know, if you do that on the gong show, you don't necessarily get pulled off stage, so depending... No, I should have
1: probably painted the set, and I would have been able to hired on for a full two weeks.
0: (laughs) Or you could have sucked on a lollipop. There was some girl on there who the censors, they don't even let them re-air the show anymore because she went on there and basically just provocatively sucked on a lollipop or a, a, a push-pop or something. So that would have what been some. the beauty of the show.
1: It, it, it was just, it went against the grain of what television was supposed to be about. The problem now, though, 40 years later, I mean, every show's like that. So that's why I don't think it could ever actually come back.
0: No, you're right about that. It's It was one of those things that was so ahead of its time and novel, and now that's what executives are trying to do, is uh, differentiate themselves, and even well, when you I, do that.
1: I just remember being a kid, and, and there was a woman on the show who was pregnant, and she was singing yesterday. So it was like, it was just funny stuff. <laughs>
0: now, it, now it seems as though they're yesterday,
1: here to sing. my troubles seem so far away. I mean, come on! It was 1977.
0: Either she was, um, in, she was either uh, oblivious to the irony, or that was her therapy session. Could have been both. <laughs>
1: Those are the ones I like the most. People who are oblivious, then, then I have a really good show.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Well, I think people who come to your show are are pretty well informed. They hear you all the time there on Bob and Tom. So, when did you kind of when did you get in with them? I mean, the Gong Show 40 years ago and then you uh you've been doing stand up ever since. Oh, well,
1: uh, you could say 20 years later I started doing Bob and Tom on a regular basis uh with the Zeta Report, but um I actually was on Bob and Tom in 1983. Uh, no, I was 1984 actually. Yeah, and they liked me so much they had me back in 94. <laughs> and then I started doing it a few times and then I I have been do, I've done radio my whole stand up career. I started out at KLOS in Los Angeles. So I had a radio background and I've been doing call ins to other radio stations across the country and told Tom about it, So Why don't you give it let's give it a try and the rest is history.
0: Yeah, very gracious that you're uh, on with me here on a podcast. Uh did you do do you do a lot of podcasts or anything? I mean this is kind of I have my own no podcast.
1: Right it's called the Bob Saini Show with my wife Erin O'Connor.
0: Okay, did you uh, focus that that
1: episodes. Uh, it's on iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, I've had Stephen Wright, to Carrot Top. Uh, Billy Gardell was just recently on. I've had Harlan Williams. I've had a lot of the old school people like George Slaughter and Chris Beard, who are producers, George created Laugh In. And these are all people I have a connection with. Somebody I've worked with them, uh, or I know them, or they're a friend of mine over the years. So that's kind of my, uh, my theme of the podcast. And then. We just talk about
0: the biz. That's very cool. You have a connection to George Slaughter, like you said. You were on his show back in uh, the late 80s, is that right? Or...
1: Yeah, I, I did a few things for him. Uh, he had a show called George Slaughter's Comedy Club, and that's when I first met him, and that was like a weekly strip show. And I did, I think, a couple episodes of that, and then he had me do uh, the nighttime version. It was a big ABC special, and Dudley Moore was it, which was cool.
0: Isn't it unbelievable how much stand-up was on? I mean, looking back now, you probably at the time thought it would never end, but here in 2016, thinking about how much stand-up people could see if they just turned on their TV and accidentally uh, uh, you know, were able to, to see some of it at that time.
1: Well, I, you know, it's interesting that you said that because I have a theory about it. I, You know, in the early 90s, I probably did almost every show there was of stand-up, and then I got the Rodney Dangerfield HBO special, and Rodney was a, a very instrumental in launching a lot of careers, but by the time I did his special, it was his last one with stand-ups, with, you know, young comics, uh, it wasn't a special only because there were so many, every network had a show. Mm-hmm. So it kind of got lost a little bit, that one. And then ironically, or coincidentally, or whatever word that I'm not using properly, (laughs) um, I was on Billy Gardell's Road Dogs a couple years ago, live from Las Vegas, and Billy was doing the reverse Rodney. He was having the older guys who are seasoned and road veterans, and that was a really cool experience. Billy's a great guy.
0: And that was on Showtime?
1: That was on Showtime. They still repeat it. I'll get a text or somebody will say you just saw me on Showtime and I'll go yeah but I'm not getting any money
0: <laughs> like a dollar for residual check or something
1: yeah I have actually there's a TV show on Showtime called Gigolos which takes place here in Las Vegas and what are uh, the odds? it follows around five Gigolos and I'm the roast master in an episode coming up in May uh, where we roast the guys and Braceland good experience. We had George Wallace and Jerry Bednob and uh, Shima Tosh was there too, who is uh, a very funny comic here in Vegas.
0: What can you possibly say that is going to hurt a gigolo's feelings? <laughs> oh,
1: I was really good at it, trust me.
0: <laughs> well, I look forward to you know, it. time you know, to
1: watch it. You know, again, you, know, you film something for two hours and then you don't know how much it's going to make the show. So I, I can't tell you.
0: That's true, yeah, you'll be... After
1: it airs, I can tell you what was on the editing room floor.
0: Oh, that's got to be exciting. Is... But
1: just... it was no old bars, so <laughs> it showtime. We didn't have to worry about what we were saying.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. It wasn't like one of the comedy Central. Even those are pretty aggressive. I mean, they bleep things out, but I don't know how much content they take out for just being too abrasive. Well, I did the
1: Drew Carey roast in New York in 19... Uh, I don't know. It was back in the 90s?
0: I'm <laughs> probably mm-hmm. 98, <laughs> and uh, they, they filmed it for four hours,
1: and the special itself was 42 minutes, so I got edited out of that, in fact, it's in my documentary, there's a great story about that, it's called Close But No Cigar, if you go to com, you can see all the things that I've done and doing and all that, and where I'm headed next, but uh, the documentary, if anybody wants to go into the business... Uh, is a really good thing to watch. It's my journey, not to say it's going to be anyone else's journey, but it's, you know, you got to want it.
0: No, absolutely. You're, you're 100% right about that. Now, right now, I think, is a pretty good time for guys to get in. I mean, no... Uh, back in the '80s, there were a lot of TV opportunities. When if you were in the right place, if you were in LA or New York, you could you know get uh, five great minutes together together and, and get discovered potentially. Now, with with the way media is and the way social media and and podcasting and YouTube, um, you can live anywhere and just become accidentally famous. So it's it's very interesting and weird. And I know there's a lot more noise now than there used to be. What what's kind of your thought on the the current climate of not just stand-up, but comedy in general.
1: Well, I mean, it's evolving like anything else, but the bottom line is people want to laugh. They mm-hmm. just want funny. And, you know, everybody has their own style, and I think that the newer uh, comedians have a different style than, say, comics from my era. But I always like to say that uh, I'm old school meets new school with a back-to-school chaser.
0: <laughs> well, that covers all the bases then, you know? If you... It covers
1: everything you are covered.
0: That's an easy thing. You're easy to find in a Google search.
1: Well, I don't know with Zany, yes. Better <laughs> unless you're doing a, you're searching Webster's, then that will come. Won't have Bob after Zany.
0: <laughs> that's that's very true. Um, so you you mentioned that you know you you were on Bob and Tom in '84 and the '94. When did you start becoming a regular on on the show?
1: In '97.
0: Okay. And was yeah, that basically? I did
1: that sixteen years every Tuesday. Now I do it once a month. Plus I got like twenty other stations I call every week across the country. So,
0: well, you're I, so I still got my fingers in radio. Well you're so busy with stand up. I mean it's it's remarkable that you can still keep uh, that kind of a connection with the radio medium.
1: Well it's just part of, it's part of the game, you know, you, you know, every media has a, a it will let a few people know and then they add up. I was doing twenty four seven comedy radio today which is on the iHeartRadio uh, network.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh, so, you know, I I keep my I know enough people let's just put it that
0: way and it is nice with those XM radio stations, you know uh, comedy, I don't even know quite how that works but every once in a while I'll hear uh, stuff of yours or another Bob and Tom guy Larry Reeb or somebody else like that on there and it's just, it's another way for you to kind of consume stand-up that you wouldn't normally be looking for but you're glad that you found well,
1: they actually pay royalties too so please keep playing at XM Series. <laughs> and, uh, the other one, uh, Pandora, I've got my own station on Pandora, so, you can have the Bob any station. You can hear me with other comedians like Louis C.K. And,
0: and Stephen Wright, but I highly suggest, you know, skipping through them. <laughs> just, just use up all your I know skips I you're only allowed
1: five skips per hour, but it's worth it to, get <laughs> to my stuff.
0: Define <laughs> Zany.
1: And, uh, and I do say that because I do get royalties. Like I mentioned, uh, I don't want to brag, but last quarter I got seven dollars and thirteen cents. So I'm talking about walking around money, Joel.
0: That's impressive, man. Somebody must have thumbs up to your uh, your stuff on there. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, I check you know comedy in the area quite a bit and stand up and just kind of see who's coming through. And um, I've seen you in in Iowa. You're actually in Vegas now. You're going from Vegas to uh, to Iowa, and you're in Des Moines every once in a while. I know you've done a few New Year's Eve shows here. Um, what is it about the the Hawkeye State? What's your connection here, and uh, why do you like coming here so much?
1: Well, in the winter, I, I go there for the weather,
0: and uh, <laughs> it
1: really is not disappointed yet.
0: Well, Java Joe's helps. I just
1: play Iowa for some reason. I think I've played enough counties where I could run for president, <laughs> and that's the great thing about the show in Nevada at the Califactory. factory. You know, we're doing that one. Is that your caucus, or are you just glad to see me? Uh, that's for the Republicans and then on Sunday we just added a show for the Democrats and we're calling it was the night before caucus.
0: That's impressive. You're actually polling 2% higher than Martin O'Malley so it is good well, that you're I, in the state.
1: I think uh, Charles Manson is polling higher than Martin O'Malley.
0: <laughs> well, more people know his name. You know that Q rating you know, stuff that's helping Trump. That's just
1: I know his name. I know, I know the players. You know, Jim Webb was smart enough to get out. I, it shows you how tough this business. I forgot who the fifth guy was.
0: <laughs> I didn't know there was a fifth guy. This is this there is was nice five in the
1: first debate, but no one really saw those debates because they they played them like up against you know Super Bowl and all that, so no one would watch.
0: Right, yeah, it was on the Fuse Network or something, the Canadian radio. But the Republican debates—I know they had one last night. I don't know, you know, where you lean. If you're doing a Republican and a Democrat show, you're playing—you're you're doing the right thing there, uh, <laughs> making sure I'm you. The, I'm,
1: the, I'm from the Johnny Carson school of comedy. You go after both sides.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the right way you to know, go. I'm not
1: picking a side. not—that's not my job as a comedian. Because comedians who do pick a side at the audience. And I'm there to entertain. I'm not there to make political viewpoints. I have to say, I don't like. Well, I'm in for a while, but I gotta the meat of the act for, and then you know you say tonight, which is the to any
0: show. No, absolutely, and there are some guys now who are starting to uh you know pick their sides. You see on late night, like Stephen Colbert, he's you know one side, and but. Jimmy Fallon you're to your point you're absolutely right. He's the guy who you can he doesn't he doesn't show his cards and he's the one who's winning in the ratings. So you're, that's, you're 100% spot on. You, you, you don't need the ticket side. It's like for what reason it's
1: isn't there enough people for that? Mm-hmm. You know, you're an entertainment program. You're not a political program. You know you should just be there for the funny.
0: No, absolutely. And, you know, that's one thing that uh, you certainly do well on Bob and Tom and, uh, and and pretty much every other venue that you're in comedically. Um, now, movies, you were in The Informant. I know there were a lot of comics who were in that movie, but what was that experience like, um, you know, just on a movie set, and what is your experience with uh, with film? Uh, I've
1: done a few movies. I started in a movie with uh, Linda Blair uh, in the 80s called Up Your Alley. I played a homeless guy with Murray Langston a.k.a. the Unknown Comic. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I was in Joe Dirt. I played man number one, but everybody who saw the performance saw I was number two. <laughs> um, and then Matt Damon. I, I have another movie out kind of somewhere, floating around somewhere with uh, Eric Roberts and Nia Peoples. Nia and I play husband and wife, and, you know, she's a great actress and uh, singer, and our, her and I have a connection because we, uh, we actually... Uh, with the high school together she used to give me rides to school so 30 years later we're playing husband and wife and have a kissing scene so how cool is that that's super but, cool uh, and the of my scenes were all with Matt because I played his attorney so that was a great experience and uh he's a really great guy and people think I say that because you know I want him to hire me again and <laughs> that hasn't happened in seven years but he is a great guy <laughs>
0: Well, fantastic. Uh, Bob, I don't want to keep you too long here, but I do want to uh, just mention one more time that you can check out, and I just found out the Bob Zaney Show, the podcast. Uh, it's on iTunes, yep. SoundCloud. Um, sounds like it's an awesome yep. podcast. Is that something where yeah. you just kind of talk to them and get real with the guys? or? Yeah, it's
1: pretty conversational, it's just like what we did. And, you know, I don't have any hidden agenda. I'm not looking to uh, break any stories. I just want to talk to people who are in this business so people you know, know that they're human too, you know but a lot of people have great stories and uh, we've got about 95,000 followers on Facebook on uh, I mean 95,000 followers on SoundCloud. So that's kind of cool.
0: That is awesome, man. Yeah, that's something that's uh, that's something I've always liked to do. Like I've hung out with a few guys who are in stand up and the thing I like the most is just having dinner with them, you know, and and being able to see them as real people. Um not necessarily in like the behind the mask capacity, but um yeah. it is it is nice to know that uh they they put food in their mouths too, and they can have regular talks about. You know, about do stuff.
1: You know uh, you've heard of red buttons, right?
0: Absolutely, Academy Award winning yeah, red buttons. I did a
1: roast with red buttons in Milton Berle back in the day, and uh, you know, I watched him eat, and now I know why he was never given a dinner. Uh, <laughs> table manners were horrible. I'm kidding, <laughs> but that was, I, that's for your your fifty plus crowd joke right there. Where's my drummer Never got said. a dinner. Zaney or at Bob Zaney podcast and I got a Facebook uh, page and fan and regular and I also have a YouTube channel Joel, I'm very excited about its original programming uh one is backstage where I talk to comedians I'm working with at cactus pizza and various venues and then the other one is baggage claim to talk show where I run into comedian friends and I interview them while we wait for our bags and uh we've had Norm MacDonald on David Allen Greer uh Lavelle Crawford was on, that was my favorite, because we were L- at LAX, and I'm interviewing them for baggage claim, and we get interrupted by TMC, and they have no idea who I am. <laughs> but they know who Lavelle
0: is, so they started interviewing Fell during my, uh, during my
1: <laughs> interview. so that was nice, so that your, was humbling.
0: Your conversation got preempted for a conversation.
1: There you go. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Well, I appreciate the support. I hope you can come out and check out one of the shows. And, you know, in Mason City, we just added a second show, which is really kind of cool. So
0: we're moving right along. Absolutely. Bob Zaney, check him out. Again, he's going to be at the Talent Factory on January 29th. Two shows in Mason City. Um, is that your caucus, or are you just happy to see me as the Nevada show? Or glad um, to see me. Glad I to see, see me. You. Sorry. Oh, boy, don't I Google just think it. I you get I nervous when you say caucus, so <laughs> it's, it's fine with me. None <laughs> of my business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and pro, some proceeds of ticket sales from that show do go to the Story County Republicans. Those nine guys will appreciate getting that money. So uh, the tickets, I believe, are 25 bucks for that show.
1: Yeah, and then the one on Sunday, it should be up at my website. I was checking with the guy, but uh, we're, I believe we're doing it somewhere in Des Moines or on the outskirts of one of the counties uh, for the Democrats. And uh, it's the twas, twas, the night before caucus. And that was in the afternoon, so it makes perfect sense, and it's called twas the night. <laughs> I guess we're expecting older people, and we're going to have dinner at
0: 5. Yeah, yeah, the Blue Plate special crowd is going to be there.
1: Well, cool, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it, and you're the best, bye
0: <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Have a great night. Take care. Well, there you have it, folks. The great Bob Zaney on the show here. Episode number two of the Old Man conversation series. Uh, We will send out a notice on Facebook uh, who our next guest is going to be. Hopefully that is in the very near future. But until then, my name is Joel Fry. I implore you, check out the podcast that uh, myself, Mark, Wes, and Travis are on. Uh, So what have we learned this week, as well as the blogs and photos on the website? And don't forget, we are going to be at the Vaudeville Muse on March 19th, 9 p.m., working out the rest of the details on that show. It's going to be myself, Mark, Wes, and a bunch of others. uh, They're talking about the podcast and telling some jokes. So thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Joel Fry. Until next time, this has been the oldmantreasures.net conversation series, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.